ever wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships? Join me for another episode of Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting, as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. When you think of pain-free birth, what do you feel? What are you thinking? Are you wondering how could that be possible when all we hear in the media is about pain and fear of pain in childbirth? My guest today is here to tell you how your body knows you just need to follow and how she didn't know she was giving birth until she did. Yes, a beautiful story of how to overcome pain and fear. Hi, I'm Deborah Pascali Bonaro, founder and director of Orgasmic Birth and host of the Orgasmic Birth podcast. My guest today is Marie Gabreau. She practices a therapy, and I can't wait to hear about it too, called orthobionomy, which is founded in osteopathy. She is also a yoga and a meditation teacher. For over 10 years, she's been helping people get out of pain and feeling their best in their bodies. She is originally from France, lived in Australia for 15 years, and she is currently traveling in Europe with her family, running online orthobionomy sessions and workshops. So welcome, Marie. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. I have to say, having read and seen some of your births, I was so excited today because your birth stories are really amazing and so inspiring. So I really appreciate you sharing to inspire others. Absolutely, yes. It was incredible for me to just go through the birthing process and, and actually realize what it was as a woman to go through that, especially as we hear from the media, we hear from movies or anything that it, maybe it's hard, maybe there's pain, maybe there's this and that. And then as I started to do a bit of research myself, just before I started to give birth while I was pregnant, I just thought, hang on, there's another way. <laughs> I need to find out. <laughs> Yes, so that led me to an amazing path. And this is what is inspiring my work today as well, is really redesigning how we think of our bodies, how we think about birth, and how we think about parenting as well. Because I think from that birthing process, there's so much that goes on that led into early parenting and then parenting of the children afterwards. Yeah, I agree. And I love that, like, you all of a sudden said, wait, there's something else. Because I often think that a lot of people don't know what they don't know. And we're so conditioned to think of birth as painful and to just turn our bodies over to medicine that it really is like a light switch that goes off when you change it. So take us through, like, what inspired you? And then what was your first birth like? Absolutely, yes. So my first birth, it comes to the point as well where I actually planned and didn't plan my pregnancy. We thought of knew what we're doing, as we do as adults. However, <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit of a, well, it is really happening. So there was not a lot of planning inside before that. And so that took me, and I was in a foreign country, I was in Australia. 
even though I lived in Australia for more than for about 10 years by that stage, I still had no idea things were going there. So luckily I got drawn to an amazing place, which was a, a birthing center. And then there was a midwife that was offering home birthing. And at the very beginning, I just thought, no, no, birth happened in hospital. I should go there. <laughs> and luckily, because how everything started, where as soon as the first few appointments, I realized, oh, there is a potential there. And she brought me a few books to read. And then I got into your videos and I just thought, wow, okay, I want to make this the most amazing experience, but not so much to have it as an amazing experience, just so that it can be so real, so really so so easy in some ways like I realized and I'm glad I had all the background that I had in terms of I was a massage therapist and a massage teacher for a few six um, seven years before that and I was doing the awful biotomy techniques so I knew a lot of about myself about the body and I thought I'll go there I'll go down that path of really just following the body interestingly with the first birth what I realized is that it was still too much in my head so the birth happened was amazing in terms of it. I had a long labor. The midwife kept checking in on me while I was at home, but I still did it all by myself with my mom and my husband at the time with me. It was just really nice. We had the pool, I dropped in and out. I did a lot of sounds, a lot of dancing, a lot of movement. <laughs> but the incredible part was the, the last part of the labor where the active labor happened really fast. And in that moment, the, the midwife called in and said, okay, you, you're on your way, but I, I still think I can go. So she left and said, if anything happens, just call me. I'm just down the road. And so I go on and do all my things. And then after a while, I said to my husband, Jake, call the midwife. I think that's happening now. And no, she'll come back. She'll come back. <laughs> and then something transformed. But I was so in my body and in what I had to do and nothing was really the pain was gone at this stage. It was just like, no, there's no problems. And so I ended up placing myself in a squatting position next to the bed and Jacob was holding me. And then I said to my mom, I think I was feeling there's something happening. I was like, get a warm towel for me, mom. And she just came back and grabbed the towel like this and just, is that this one? And I said, mom, catch. <laughs> and my little baby was there. <laughs> oh, how special for your mom too. And for all of you. Oh my goodness. Yes. So it was incredible. And so the midwife arrived 15 minutes later and we were all in bliss bubble. And the message I took from that one is that long labor was because I was so much in my head. But then once the transition happened, then there was just no issues. And yes, the place to be with my mom and the fact that she could hold her granddaughter just straight away like this. And then we waited for the midwife. And yes, it was just perfect. <laughs> uh, and I so love, Marie, how you say you were too in your head. Because I feel like that's such an issue for so many people today. I often say to people, you cannot think your way to orgasm and you can't think your way to birth. And your head is the barrier, right? You have to get out of your head and into your body. So realizing that in labor, wow, what a huge kind of awakening moment. And where did that take you from there? Like having all that you learned. Absolutely. In terms of the birth or in terms of after in my life? Yeah, both. Because I think birth impacts our life, right? Absolutely. Yes. 
it really gave me much more confidence in myself. And I think that was the moment that shifted a lot of things for me because before that, I'm a nerd. I love anatomy. I love the body. I love everything about learning things. And I studied a Bachelor of Arts before and learned about history and social studies and all of that. I love learning, but that's all here, (laughs) all in my head. And that moment I realized, hang on, there is so much more in what we can think of and what we can feel. And it's not something that we can see, it's something that we can feel. And and that really turned a lot of things for me. And even in, in my practice after with my clients, I realized through pregnancy and through after childbirth, I became so much more intuitive and realized that I picked up a lot more things for my clients that I was not able to see and I was not able to diagnose with the tools that I normally had in the past. So that really was fascinating for me to just have this transformating experience where all of a sudden, it's almost like I became a bit more me and less of a product of what I read. Oh, I love how you say that. I think birth is designed to do that, to help us connect to that deep inner wisdom that sometimes our thinking mind and our busyness blocks us from accessing. So wonderful to see how you move that into your life and your career in that. And then what was the time frame before you found that you were pregnant again? So two years. We, they're two years apart. Yeah. So I, we always wanted to have children close. So the second one was planned, <laughs> really well planned. <laughs> and going back to what we were saying, I think one thing that I want to add about how much this experience allowed me to also to be the best mother for my child was that intuition, especially in the very, very early days when there's so many things that came to me in terms of you've got to feed this way or you've got to feed that way or you should sleep there or the baby should not sleep there or et cetera, et cetera. That moment when I knew that I could give birth and that I gave birth by myself, and then I realized, I thought, hang on, I can do everything else by myself. So yes, I do need to heal this advice, but the best outcome is the one that I choose, not the one that somebody tells me. So yes, that was a massive, big thing that happened thanks to the birth. (laughs) And thank you for adding that. So important and so powerful. Huge, very yes. Especially when we have these little beings in our heads, and we're like, "What are they doing?" <laughs> That's right, and being overwhelmed with opinions, right? Absolutely, yes, yes. So going back to the to the second pregnancy, second birth. So yes, we decided to have another child. I just wanted them close together, and that one was planned. But that one was busier because I had a toddler. <laughs> And she didn't go to childcare. So I decided that was another one of these sort of decisions that I made thanks to the birth is that I decided to really look after my children. That's something that was really big for me. So I went back to work, but used a babysitter. We had grandma first and then a babysitter. And so I really wanted to be really close to my children. And before I had children, before I gave birth, I just thought, oh, yes, I'll just put them into childcare, go back to work. I love my work. Why would I not go back there? (laughs) And then when I had them, I just thought, no, I want to spend as much time with them as possible. They need me and I need them. And that was a big realization as well. And learning, they were teaching me to be the best mom. And so if I had to be with them to be the best mom. So anyway, 
that happened. But then second pregnancy with another child is definitely a little bit more. But I made sure that every nap my toddler had, mostly, <laughs> I did some yoga nidra. And so at least that was, I had that lunchtime nap where I connected to myself and to the baby and was really focusing and visualizing an orgasmic birth. That was my biggest thing. And it was just all about really visualizing that easy, effortless birth and why not have an orgasm with it. Fantastic. <laughs> it's just, for me, it just made sense. It's just like the same tissues that allows us to have orgasms while we have sex. So why not having an orgasm while we give birth? I just was so normal in some way. <laughs> so I did that. And I also said, which was the funniest thing, is like this time around, when I have my first contractions, when I have the first feeling that I might give birth, even if I'm in the supermarket, I need to keep going because that's what I think happened on my first birth. I just was feeling so much so early that I went straight into what was happening. And I think I needed to just be a bit more of a, no, just let the body do it. It's going to be fine. And so what happened then was really funny because at 35 weeks, my toddler, we decided to have a, a little trial with grandma where she went to grandma for one night just to see what it was like to have a sleepover. And so my husband and I could have a bit of time to ourselves. I could rest. So that way we would be getting ready for birth. We had that one night in the morning, we just went for a nice walk. And then I just thought, I'll just do some shopping and then I'll come back home and then we'll go and pick up my daughter. And during the supermarkets, I started to have contractions. <laughs> like I said in my bed, <laughs> I just went on did whatever I did. <laughs> so first supermarket, I was like, no, that's okay. I'm just breathe through it. Second supermarket, because I like to do things in, uh, in two different places. And I remember just feeling it a bit stronger, but I just thought, no, it's okay. 35 weeks. Who gives birth at 35 weeks? <laughs> All right, I'm just going to go home. And I get home and I remember just parking the car in the driveway, not even parking it right and, or anything like that. Just so unlike me, leaving all the shopping inside the car and saying to my husband, all right, I'm just going home and rest. I'm having a few. I thought it was Braxton Hicks. I thought it was just... And he's just, okay, that's not like you, but that's okay. <laughs> so I go home and my main aim at that point was get comfortable. This is just something that is happening. Just get comfortable. So I do all the things that I know how to do where I lie on the floor with my legs on the couch and breathe and really just in this beautiful place. Half an hour later, Jacob looked at me and said, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just breathing. <laughs> And he was like, okay. And then another half an hour later, I was on all fours doing figure eights with my, with my parents. Oh, no. And he said to me, no, you're giving birth. I'm like, no, I'm just breathing. I'm just getting comfortable. <laughs> no pain whatsoever. I was in such a beautiful place. But I thought, okay, I'll call the midwife just to make sure that if anything happens. Well, anyway, we were still planning for another home birth. So I called the midwife and because I'm at 35 weeks, she couldn't come to me. It was too early. So she said to me, we have to go to hospital to get checked. And she knew me and she knew that last part of the labor was pretty fast. She said to me, yes, go to the hospital. And in my head, I'm like, okay, okay, thank you. You go and get all the stuff ready. And in my head, I'm just still doing my own thing. So I keep doing figure eights and keep just being present with me and breathing. 
and he's just getting everything ready. And then at some point I'm just like, I think I feel like pushing. And I think it's probably about an hour and a half after I just got back from the supermarket. So really soon. Really soon. It happened really fast. And I was still in bliss. I was still in happy place, very much. And that's the funny thing. I was in control, but not in control. I was in that place where I knew exactly what I was doing. However, I had no idea because I didn't know I was giving birth. <laughs> and I, at the same time, I was so aware of, of me, but not aware of anything that was around me. And, and that was quite incredible. So uh, I asked Jake about, can you call an ambulance? And in my head, I thought, maybe I can still have a home birth then, because maybe with the paramedics there, that could be okay. But then again, I was at 35 weeks. It's a bit early, but I couldn't really rationalize. It was just all there. But anyway, called the paramedics. And when they got there, I think if I would have done everything without thinking about anything, I would have just given birth even before they were there. And it would have just happened beautifully and naturally and with no complication whatsoever. But I think the fact of being 35 weeks I feel like there's a part of my brain that was like, just hang on, Marie, you might need help here. <laughs> so anyway, I saw them arriving and when I saw their faces, they were super sweet, but I was like, yeah, they're not trying for that. They don't really want any but <laughs> No. <laughs> That's right. Okay. And this is where it was absolutely incredible. At that moment in time, my brain just went, okay, let's just stop this. And I just felt like I was back to almost being normal and not giving birth. So I placed myself on the stretcher. I, I could walk out, everything went, and I could have a chat with them and I could laugh and twitch. Nothing was happening. It was just incredible. So then I thought, maybe uh, then I'm not giving birth then. Yes. So we get into the ambulance and we're about just 10 minutes from the hospital. So not long at all. And I chat with the, with the paramedic and we have a good laugh and he's really nice and he's helping me because I still have a few little contractions. So trying to get myself really comfortable at the same time and he's helping me. And as soon as he said, we are just there, I still remember seeing a bridge up above my head and I knew that we were coming. It just happened. Everything just went boom. And then the contraction started to be really strong. And then the pain came because there was a fear. Um, there was fear because I was in an unknown environment. I was not in my cocoon. I was in, in a place that I didn't really want to be in. Um, and I am so grateful at that moment in time. I saw it and I watched it and I just went, don't go there. And all of there was go back to that place where you go back to your breath, go back to your body where you know exactly what you're doing and nothing else. And I still remember getting wheeled into the hospital. And it was so foreign to me because I was thinking, no, I don't want to be here. <laughs> However, I just said, no, it, it is good. <laughs> Go there. And then there were these two signs, laboring wood, delivering. I'm like, oh, but they're giving me, they're taking me to the delivery suite. I, I suppose I'm giving birth then. <laughs> so we're still confused, but yet... In me, I knew exactly what was happening and so that I could calm myself with my breathing. I put a song in my head and I kept repeating that song. And then when we got to the delivery room, they just got transferred. I transferred myself and I chatted a little bit with the team. There was a midwife and a doctor and they seemed quite nice. And I just asked them a question and 
it was really funny. I just needed to go to the toilet. I needed to push. And, and I asked him, I just need to go now. And when she said, yes, you can, I thought, okay, they're ready for me. And at that moment in time, my body just went straight back to, oh, okay, we're doing it. <laughs> and I didn't think twice. I asked them to move around. They tried to put all the monitoring things around me. Didn't have time. <laughs> and 10 minutes later, yes, my baby was there. <laughs> wow. What a beautiful story. And I love how you were so confident, right? You could really keep yourself in your bubble, but also to know that when you came out of it, how that changed labor, right? We often see when there's fear, right? We're not designed to give birth in places that we don't feel safe where there's fear. So labor gave you that break. And also, I really want to acknowledge, like, you're realizing that it was fear that created pain for a minute and that you could shift that. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because those are huge concepts and amazing how you were able to understand that at the time, too, and switch it. Absolutely, yeah. I think having had that first birth and realizing that because I was too much in the expectations of what could happen, I was trying to feel. I was not feeling. I was trying to feel. And that's what was giving me pain. The trying to understand, oh, I'm feeling this. That must be this. Oh, I'm feeling that must be that. And so that, I think, was the too much in my head and not in my body. And so from that first birth, I realized, okay, the key is to let it be, to let it go. And, and I always thought one day I'll write a book, which is pregnancy or the art of surrendering. <laughs> <laughs> it will happen. Because <laughs> I felt that's what it is. It's just surrender and let things happen. Like it, it just happened. I didn't have to grow this human being. The human being just grew inside of me. <laughs> and so birth was the same. So I think from that place, of that first birth, I thought, okay, so now from now on, I need to switch out of that thinking brain and, and more into the, the feeling, but not the feeling and trying to understand it. And that's the key, I think. It's just a feeling that present moment awareness of just going, I'm going to feel and breathe, feel and breathe and just do that. And then let it happen and watch it. It's a bit like that witness you're just a witness of, of what is happening and then the body just does it itself so beautiful i remember in my own birth feeling like if i dove into the pain it disappeared it was like resisting it it persisted but if i could say okay i'm not going to fight it i'm going to become one with it and all of a sudden it went away and that's really what you're saying is to be able to honor it and surrender and of course, I have to ask, at 35 weeks, how was your baby? Yes, she was totally fine, which was a blessing. So she was 35 weeks, 2.5 kilos. So she was just on the limit. <laughs> and that was perfect. She didn't need any intensive care, anything like that. We just stayed a couple of days in the hospital just to make sure that everything was fine. But I just kept on feeding her regularly and checked on her and... That was it. So it was amazing that she was such a tiny little being, but she was totally fine. So that was so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And for her, she was ready to come into the world. So absolutely. And we see that in her personality, which is really funny. She's a go and get up. She just doesn't take no force. And then so she's four now. <laughs> Aww. 
and she's so sweet. And I love that she will look at you and go, if I explain to her something, yeah, still going to do it though. (laughs) (laughs) She's ready. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See, babies play such a role, right? In choosing their birth and, and what they need as well. It's so much, Marie, that you've shared. And I know for everyone that's listening and maybe planning a birth or is pregnant or a partner, they're all thinking, okay, how can I do this? And you've given so much, but what would be one thing you'd want to share with someone who's just beginning that journey to consider? Absolutely. At that point, I think the biggest thing is that that taking the time during the pregnancy to when we think about the planning of the birth, I, I hear a lot of people planning the scene in terms of it has to have candle and essential oils or whatever and the, the playlist. And they all play part. I can't say that not to do it, but the expectation of it's got to be a certain way, I feel like sometimes that can be the, the place where then if it doesn't happen that way, then that's when things people start to feel unsafe and that because of this unsafety, the pain starts to come. And I feel like that the wisdom for me from these two births was, especially the last one, was there was no expectation apart from, I said, if I was at the supermarket, then it's going to help, but I'm going to keep walking. <laughs> so the preparation that I did was really an inside preparation of the feeling. So meditation, yeah, meditating every day, even if it was five, 10 minutes, I think that was the key without thinking of a visualization of what it would be like, but more about I am I'm feeling and I wish to have an orgasmic birth. That, that was just, and then just repeating that and, and visualizing that. And as I said, I actually didn't have much time because I was with my toddler a lot. <laughs> and I think that was the key. In, in some ways, the toddler, Lula, my first baby, she allowed me to get back into the smallest wind and the smallest things that makes a big difference to prepare for the birth, which was just being present because when I'm with her and playing with her, she was just in a present moment. She's a year and a half and she doesn't just have a a vision of what we want, but not placing too much importance on the outside, but much more on the inside. Beautiful words. More on the inside than the outside. I like that a lot. And I want to thank you so much for sharing with us today. I know it's inspiring for me to hear your words and your journey. I do have a question. Would you describe your birth as orgasmic? Absolutely. That last moment when the baby comes, I still have that deep inside of me as a feeling of, whoa. And especially for the second one, once again, it was a moment when I just felt like I could call this pain or I could call this orgasm. Like it was just that split moment. And then when I decided to go for orgasm, it just was a release and it was, yeah, it was a, an awakening as well. And I think since then, my cervix has never been the same. It's been so much more active and, and sensitive and so much more responsive in some ways. So yes, orgasmic, but in a bit different way than what I would have thought it could be. And that's the key as well, is that that new expectations of what orgasm is like. <laughs> That's right. And that you define orgasmic birth for yourself. And I love too that it has opened up and awakened your cervix in new ways. And that also, I think, is a part of what we're missing in our 
fear thoughts about birth is what this does on every level, as you shared earlier, in your practice, in your parenting, and in your body. So I can't thank you enough. And I know people are going to be saying right now, how do they get in touch with you? <laughs> Share some of the ways people can get in touch with you and or work with you. Absolutely. Yes. I have a website and I know it's a French name, so it's a bit tricky. So I'll spell it out, but also I'm sure it will be written somewhere. <laughs> yes. So um, the website is www.mariegaborio. So that M A R I E G A B O R I A U.com. So mariegaborio.com and there you can connect with me from there. I'm in the process of shifting a lot of my work online. So we can do sessions online with orthobionomy as well. So orthobionomy is an amazing therapy. So it is, as you said, as you mentioned, founded through osteopathy. So the osteopathic background makes it that we really look at the, the person with their structure and their alignment. And so you're right, if there's anything that is not aligned, then we know that the functions of the body is not going to function as best as it can. We look at this alignment, but the big difference compared to a lot of different therapies, when we look at this alignment and thinking, okay, how can I get that person get back into alignment? We really look at how does the body want to do that? So we never force, we never push. We always go with what the body has actually um, expressed at that moment in time. And because we do that, then the body shows us the way and just goes, oh, is that how tight I was? Thank you. I might just move the other way. <laughs> so big, massive shifts with people. So I used to do this one just in person, very much as a manual therapy and just getting people in really comfortable position. So then the body self-corrective reflex could just um, be harnessed and then the body naturally was going back into balance. But thanks to actually my pregnancies, my births, and also being with my children and spending so much time with them, I became so much more intuitive that I can do that work online now. So people can reach out on the website. There's a contact form, an email can be sent. And then we can do that. So over the phone, Zoom, WhatsApp, FaceTime, I can use any of them really. <laughs> And then basically I can tune into where the energy patterns are at so that if I feel any misalignment, like I would do in person, then we can readjust that. And usually people feel big releases and just that sense of alignment. So especially prior to birthing, making sure that we are in alignment is so important because it really allows for then just the baby to come in a way that is as purposeful as possible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so important. What beautiful work. So I hope for everyone that's listening, you'll reach out to Marie. We will have her website in the show notes. So please look below wherever you are listening or watching and you will see that. And Marie, I just really look forward to staying in touch. 
I feel that what you're doing and your story was so inspirational. So for everyone listening, please share your takeaway. How are you feeling? What are you going to weave into your birth or life? And we thank you so much for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. We always appreciate you rating and reviewing us. It helps us reach more people. Please share us with your friends. And I hope you'll join us next week for another episode of the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe. Thank you.